This week on Black Family Table Talk, Tony and I share our very personal reaction to a powerful sermon that we recently heard during a Sunday morning church at home service. Welcome to season five of Black Family Table Talk. We are your hosts, Tony and Tony. Our hope is that we create a safe place to sit down to discuss ways to build a strong black family. Whether it's parenting, relationship building, health, finances, or advocacy, Black Family Table Talk is the voice for black families. This season is brought to you by ABTF Travels. Join us for an epic adventure of a lifetime as we host an official delegation of artists and art enthusiasts in Ghana, West Africa. Please refer to our products page, blackfamilytabletalk.com forward slash products for more information. What do you think about today's message? I just have one word. Powerful. Powerful. That's the only word to come to mind. It's very powerful. I have a lot of mixed emotions today, so I'm, let me try to separate the two. But I, the message today was um, timely. I don't know. It's just confirmation. I got instructions on how to be more Christ-like. Got confirmation that I, I know I can't, I can't, I don't have the strength to forgive someone who hurt me, but I have to rely on, on God's strength to get you through situations. Yes. Confirmation. You know, I, you know those things, but you know, sometimes you just don't operate in the things that you know. You should, um, you should do. What do you think? What did you get from it? Well, he said the three things you have to do according to the Bible. I think it was Luke 6. And he was teaching from. And number one, and it was talking about um, the title of the sermon was Hug Your Haters. And I kind of put a subject text to it, even if they're family. And um, a lot of times we think about haters as people that are outside our family. And then when people in our family hurt us, we kind of like are blindsided. And I think that's, I think that's because the expectation is so different. And when people in your family hurt you, it hurts more because it's unexpected. I think it's when people are outside your family or outside your household in the community, you kind of can manage it a little better because they're at a distance. And although it still hurts and it can be disappointing, it it's, it's easy to just say, okay, they're just hating on you. And... Um, and it can be hurtful, but you can just kind of brush it off, depending on, you know, personality or how, how I'm feeling, my personality and how I'm feeling that day. If I'm feeling strong and and empowered, then, you know, I can kind of brush it off. And when I'm feeling vulnerable, 
you know, it might cut a little deeper. But when it's family, you kind of have this level of expectation where you think it's, you just kind of expect a little bit different, you know, from from family, especially close close family members or who you thought would be close. But, you know, the pastor did say something and he says, don't let the pain kill the relationship, mm. especially if the relationship is important. I think that's an important thing to remember that people are human and they do things that are unexpected and hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. So don't let the pain destroy the, the relationship. And I think a lot of times when we think about um, people hurting us, it really does center around expectation and being caught off guard. And I think the more reverence and respect that you have some for someone, and then when you see that they fall short, or, you know, from your perspective, they fall short and they, they lash out with this hurt. It kind of seems like, wow, how is my perception accurate? And then, um, you know, so it's, it's just, it gets, gives you pause. Yeah, I liked how you wrapped it up. Uh, the things to do when you are hurt, I think, was some vital instructions. You know, he he went through the scripture. What was it Luke 6, verses 20? 26 to 37. To 37. Um, he went through the scripture and talked about what Jesus requires of us. But he kind of wrapped it up at the end about, you know, pulling all that together, four things we should do. And I don't remember what they were. Do you remember what they were? Did you write them down? I have three things. One, love them. Two, do good to and for them. And three, bless them. Oh, four was pray for them. Oh, most important one, pray for them. Yeah. And then he gave some instructions on what we should not do. He used several scriptures on that. I'm going to have to go back in and... And refer back to those. He um, said, don't seek revenge. Right. Don't seek revenge. Don't Um, treat the pain like a pet. Yeah. And don't let the pain kill the relationship, like I said before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he gave some scriptures, too. Uh, I think it was in Romans. Romans 12, 20. It It helps to take notes. Well, I know. I wasn't prepared to take notes today. I was busy eating my biscuit and sausage and and, um, drinking my coffee. You know, I didn't think, I didn't, you know, today was the day to have your pad and pen ready and meditate on those. What's your reaction? My reaction was powerful. I mean, it's. Not often you get practical instructions. You know, everything's kind of abstract. These were practical instructions on how to deal with how you should treat a situation that you was hurt. 
And that's why it was so powerful to me. It's it was tangible. That's what I was blown away with. How tangible the instructions were. So although you feel this way, and then he started the thing out, the first part of verse 26 is for those who will listen. Mm -hmm. This is crucial because, you know, sometimes you don't want to listen, especially when you hurt. You don't want to hear turn the other cheek. Mm -hmm. You don't want to hear not seek revenge. You don't want to hear bless them, pray for them, um, clothe them, feed them. You know, all those scriptures he, he, he referenced today. You don't want to hear that when you hurt, you know? So this was a pause to, to reflect. And there's more instructions on how to be more like Christ. Because that's the ultimate goal of being a follower of Christ is to be more like him. That's the ultimate goal. That, that is God's plan for our life is to be more like Christ, you know, not accumulate wealth and all these other things that we strive for. God's plan is for us to be more like Christ. And this was a, a, a very powerful and tangible message and instructions on how to be more like Christ when you face adversity. Because it's easy to praise God for all the great things. You know, and he, he talked about that today. You know, you don't get any credit for doing things because sinners love people who love them. Sinners will, you know, lend money to people who pay them who back. Pay them back. <laughs> That's true. You know, so as a Christian, a follower of Christ, you come to the understanding that sometimes you just got to take a loss. And the one thing he gave that was, you know, that they're a member of, of the church or of their Christ, if they're in Christ like you are, those steps he gave, go to them privately. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That, that was the first thing you got to do is go to them privately. Right. And express gracious, graciously mm. that you were offended or you were hurt. Mm-hmm. Don't gossip behind their back what they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that was good instructions. Good, good instructions. So you, you face it head on. Yeah. And then if that don't work, you bring two people with you. Yeah. And then if that don't work, you go to the church. Mm-hmm. Then if that don't work, you might just have to take a loss, take a L on a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, but you, you make an effort. Well, I'm in a situation where I felt like with this particular family member, I had to protect my emotional well-being because the lash out was so harsh. One of the things that he said was, Make sure your response is seasoned with salt because mm. we're the salt of the earth and that is kind and gracious. And I tried that, you know, at the end of every lash, I responded with, I understand. I am praying for your healing and peace. And this person just continued to lash out towards me over a period of probably more than two weeks. And um, my response at least twice was, I understand. I'm praying for your healing and peace. And then I think what really hurt was um, when this person's wife lashed out at me and I said the same thing. I understand. I'm praying for your healing and peace. And I felt like 
at the time, you know, I hadn't even done anything and I still feel like I haven't done anything, but I had to make a decision to protect myself and not be the recipient anymore after two, over two weeks of, of accusations. I had to block them on my phone and that hurt me to have to do that. But I felt as though there was an emotional, I had to protect my own emotional well-being. And I think that sometimes family, family can get away with a whole lot of stuff because they're family and because you love them and because you want to get past this. Um, and sometimes it takes time. And I just think we have to, even though it's family, we have to stop and say, okay, this is enough. I am no longer going to be, I understand you're hurting, but I'm no longer going to be the recipient of your pain because pain is energy that transfers. It doesn't dissipate. It transfers. And, um, when I listen to the response is what we should do. We should love them. We should do good for and to them. We should bless them and then we should pray for them. Um, it gives me pause to say, okay, at what point in time is it safe for me to come out and do that? And I don't think it really explains that. Um, but he does say, don't let the pain kill the relationship. And that was the point that in the, in the sermon that he said that really convicted me because I was ready to, I was almost ready to just say this situation is toxic and deeper than I knew, knew it was to be or deeper than I recognize. And it may be just too many layers to in it, you know, to really to really get to the root of it. But I, I but I know God and I know that prayer is very powerful and prayer is the most powerful tool that we have in navigating our relationships because, you know, two or three years ago, I had very, very unhealthy relationships with our children. And um, it was like they were all holding or I felt like they were all holding my hard parenting because I was the, you know, I was the being a stay-at-home mom. And I felt like they were all harboring whatever that is post-teen resentment um, towards me. And we really had to flesh that out. It was really, really a lot of work. And it started with me writing the book, Let It Go. Um, Queen's got it too. And um, they read the book. All of them read it. And I think they finally understood where, I think through that book, they understood my position. And then the prayer kicked in and we started working on. And I just said to them, I love you and I want nothing more than the best for you and always have. Please know and understand that our relationship means more to me than you know. And I think after a while, they began to understand where I was coming from as a parent. And as they grow older, and we encountered and discussed, you know, healthy conversations about what it is they were holding on to. I think they started to realize, they're starting to realize that it was all for their good. And that was tough because, you know, me thinking I'm a great parent. And then you're, you know, when your children come back and tell you, you know, you were hard on me. And my thing is, hell yeah, I was hard on you because life is going to be <laughs> be hard on you. And then them understanding why 
And then saying each and every one of them did say that if it weren't for you and dad, you know, I wouldn't be where I am. And um, that you guys were right. And and I, not that I wanted to be right, but I just really wanted just to be appreciated for the sacrifices that we made. And then each and every one of them all said, I just want you to be proud of me. And I that was the breakthrough for me because I realized that because I was so hard on them, they didn't feel like they could ever live up to my expectation. And then when I really let them know and I continue to let them know how proud I am of them um, and I'm beyond super proud, um, I think they began to to exhale mm-hmm. um, and literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. And I and I realized that that was the key. But that came through much prayer, much, much, many, much prayer, contemplation, revelation, arguments, crying. And, and I went through that with each and every one of them. And um, now we're at a place where we are... Um, adult friends. And this is what I told them I wanted to be. I want to be, I want to be your best friend. I want to be the one that you come to when you need, when you need something, you need advice, you need, you need, um, you need a shoulder to lean on. And, and this is a no judgment zone. So we're working on that right now, which is a new phase. And it's really beautiful. Really is beautiful. Mm, Praise the Lord. You know, life experiences kick in and help you reflect, you know, because I've heard the children say to you, you know, thank you, mom, for being hard on. You know, you hear those, you hear that now (laughs) as they get older, but, you know, when they was going through it and are holding on to it, you know, you know, they they didn't want to hear anything else. Because as children, you grow up, you compare your situation to your peer's situation. So they're not able to see that. Why can't I have a cell phone? Why can't I go here? Why can't I do this? You know, and, and, and God's wisdom in helping us parent, we set certain boundaries um, that they now appreciate that they didn't appreciate at that time. But I wanted to ask you, as you were talking, something came to my mind about um, something the pastor said today about haters. And I remember you asking me, you know, why do people hate me so much or have a problem with me? And the pastor today said, Sometimes God put haters in your life. Mm. And I don't know if you heard me, but I kind of whispered, well, well, there's your answer. I don't know if you understood that that was for you. And then he went on to say, especially when you're trying to live for Christ, your enemies will come out out for you. When your light shines, when you're trying to be the salt of the earth, you know, haters will come out. And he said, God sometimes put haters in your life to make you... It's, it's, it's part of his plan. What is that plan? What is God saying or doing? I don't know. Uh, just, you know, as we reflect on the message today, those are some of the thoughts. Why things happen. You know, they happen for a reason. God is in everything. God is sovereign. And through prayer and going to him, we can appreciate our trials and tribulations because God is in everything. That's why having a relationship is so crucial having a relationship with God because you can't rely on your own strength to get through this life. You know, this, this, this life has a lot of ups and downs, a lot of ups and downs. 
Do you have haters? Um, that's a good question. As I was as I was listening to the sermon, I was trying to identify some haters. I I couldn't really put my finger on any um any that I paid attention to. <laughs> I'm sure they are some out there, you know. But I, but I've been hurt, you know. I've been hurt, you know. I've been 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 hurt by by family members, and um, took me years to get over it, you know. Took me years to get over it. Can you share about a time when you've been hurt by a family member and you had to get over it, and how you got over it? Uh, it's kind of personal. I don't know if I want to go into it. You know, to you know, you know mixed emotions. Was this the um, first anniversary of my mother's passing? But for a long time, you know, you know, I appreciate my mother and everything she done for me. But there was a period in my life that I was angry with my mother. And now that I think about it, it was kind of what the past was talking about today, treating our I heard our enemy as a pet. What was that phrase you used? <laughs> yeah. Ace says, don't treat your pain like a pet. Yeah, treat your pain as a pet. You know, so I, you know, I was bitter mm-hmm. for some time towards my mother about the whole situation about my not knowing my biological father. And um, I, I kind of kept it to myself. I knew she kind of sensed it, you know. But we worked through it. We, we we eventually talked about it, and that helped. That helped, but that was a lot of pain for me that I carried. Oh, I don't know how many years, but um, we worked through it, and I love my mother so much. Mm-hmm. Now that she's gone, um. When you look back, what would you, if any, would you have done differently? Spoke to her sooner. Mm. But a part of me, I felt ashamed. Another part of me was concerned about my mother's feelings and how she would feel about it if I brought it up. Because as a child, you you just you, you put a lot of a lot of stuff on yourself. You take it. You sometimes you blame yourself for some things. Um, but looking back at it. Um, just having a candid, you know, like Pastor said today, approach the person that hurt you and you say, I was really hurt about this. Mm-hmm. And then you move from there because you acknowledged it. And then you can move from there. You can't move anywhere if you don't do that. That's That was the main lesson today. Um, you remain stuck and everybody in their corner until you go before the person that you felt hurt you, did you wrong or offended you. I think that breaks down the wall that you have built defending your position Mm. and your feelings. That allows God now to get in the middle of it and work it out. And the situation was worked out. Longing that missing void I felt opened up the doors for me to reach out and 
find that side of the family I didn't know. Now I have a relationship with that part of the family that I didn't have growing up. I would even say, which has been a wonderful blessing. I will say so, yes. yes. Mm. That's Black Family Table Talk. That's what's up. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Black Family Table Talk. We pray that you have gotten some tools to put into your strong Black Family toolbox. Be sure to visit our Black-owned business directory on our website at blackfamilytabletalk.com forward slash products where you can shop and recycle dollars back into our community. You can also join our family. It's free to join and you won't miss out on special discounts and product offers reserved exclusively for you, our Black Family Table Talk subscribers. Tune in next time for more episodes of Black Family Table Talk. And be sure to tell a friend. Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comments, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. The news and opinions expressed on Black Family Table Talk do not necessarily reflect various platform hosts. All topics are for entertainment purposes only. Discretion is strongly advised and all commentary is alleged. This is a Micah 68 Media LLC production.